to the Cultivate Network Podcast, where we're digging in, digging in on Christian living, leadership, and church planning. Here are your hosts, Jamie Couch and Anthony Waters. Looking at the society that we are in today, it's an interesting fact that anxiety has came in to the hearts and lives, and I'm going to particularly look at the youth of today. Anxiety is at an all-time high, uh, especially when we came out of the quarantine, the shutdown, a lot of the youth were trapped in their homes for an extended period of time, away from their friends' direct social interaction. And anxiety creeped in, and it kind of took a hold of their lives. This is in no way, shape, or form me trying to give an excuse for the way that some things are today. It's just an end result of what has happened in the society we live in. Anxiety has crept in, and it has took a hold on many people, youth and old. And it is something that has completely devastated Uh, the youth, and really a lot of the adults in the world today. Mm -hmm. So when we look at this, one thing that we always try to do, because that's what we are, we're problem solvers. We want to try to give a solution. right? And especially this time of year as we're in the holiday season and we think of Thanksgiving, Christmas time, you know, a heart of Thanksgiving can sure change a lot of things Mm -hmm. in a person's life. And one thing about it, and the pretty little quote that you sent me yesterday as we were bouncing this idea back and forth is that gratitude yeah always overshadows any anxiety and then it kind of takes the place of it and i thought that was really strong as we continue to move forward here but you know i just think it's a sad sad fact about how much anxiety there is and in the end result of this anxiety is we see suicide rates at an all-time high we see it affecting our youth more than we ever have before We see them entering into deep, dark depression, Mm -hmm. and we see all these effects that this is having on their lives. And if you ask any of them straight up and you say, what are you thankful for? Most of the response that you're going to get right now is that they're not thankful for anything. All they're going to tell you is the negative. And I think the society we live in has kind of led to that as well. But this is a cycle that needs to be shattered and broken and that we need to get back to a attitude of gratitude. gratitude. (laughs) There's been a natural drift, I think, Anthony, over over the the, the decades and even centuries, right? Um, I agree uh, that that we drift away from from the knowingness of God and and the gratitude that that He has instilled in us and created in us. And as we get into this podcast, I do want to share one disclaimer: we are not psychologists, <laughs> <laughs> we are no. not physicians <laughs> no. by any means. No way. But what we do want to do is is just share today some some of the discussions that we've we've had of recent about this issue of stress and anxiety and and then I've learned that any any event that is a current event that is impacting mankind in any way, if you go back to the scripture, the Word of God, then we can learn what what the Word has to say about it, and then we could glean truth 
and application in our lives to be able to to navigate the complexities of modern life. This book that we hold in our hands is 66 books written over a period of about 1,500 years from over 40 different authors that is a book inspired by the Holy Spirit that is that is flawless in, in all of its glory. And, and, and so we take this word, stress, anxiety, uh, depression, and then we we take it to the scripture and we learn um, uh, this 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 thing called gratitude and the way that the Lord um, designed us. And so we'll share today some of those things that that the Lord designed us to to actually exhibit gratitude and um, kick off with this. And gratitude is is not a an emotion or uh, a holiday, or a season. Gratitude is a choice. Sure. And, and, and the cycle that you just described, the cycle of stress and anxiety and fear and depression, is a natural downward cycle, a self-destructing of humanity that must be, that must be interrupted, that must be intentionally interrupted with something called gratitude. So when you look at stress... Stress is when your brain is is riddled with with hormones in that's uh, that's activated, and I'm going to say this word wrong. So y- y'all y'all psychology folks out there, you can or psychiatry folks, you can nail me on this in comments. <laughs> but the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which which really is HPA axis, is a little easier to say it that way, is turned on. And when it's turned on, it activates the fear hormones and triggers the the pituitary gland to keep manufacturing more and more stress hormones. So it opens up a part of our brain when we begin to to um, to, to focus on these issues at hand and become to be just drowning in the stress and the thoughts that come, the negative thoughts that come in, our brain literally opens up and begins to produce and reproduce more stress hormones, which leads to more depression and more darkness and more. It's a, it's a continual drowning in that sorrow. How sad, but I mean, and I mean, any, I think anybody that's lived today has has experienced this. If you're anxious about something, it seems like you get more anxious right. as it continues to yeah, go it's on. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's vicious. So my mind goes to Colossians 3.15. Yeah. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also you are called in one body. And then it ends with this, and be ye thankful. Mm. That's crazy, right? Mm. But notice there was two key words He's in there. He's given a prescription here. It really was. Number one, let the peace of God be inside of your heart and in your life. Right. Knowing that God's got it no matter what it is, no matter how bleak the situation, no matter how bad it may seem, God's got it. And that's a tough. That's a tough That's a tough place to be because there's many times that we think we can do it on our own and sure. we get into that terrible pit of despair to where we're just absolutely heartbroken. We see no hope, no way out of it. And to let that truly happen, let the peace of God come into your heart and your life, it's a hard thing to do. Oh, yeah. That's nothing that's – it's easy to sit here and talk it, but it's hard to actually have the practical application. And then the bottom part of that, and be ye thankful. Man, it's tough to be thankful when everything's going bad. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And if you think about just the life that we live, man, if, normally if we're hurt, if we're anxious – or anything's going on bad like that, just like what you said, we just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper right. into it. And then that leads into a state of pure depression right. to where you're just, you just feel like there's no way out, period. 
No, and, and, and you mentioned the scripture in Colossians here. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians uh, 5 and 16. And so let's learn the application. You just, you just listed when things come at us, a, a practical application of how to apply that. And we're going to talk about how God wired our brain. God built our body, designed our neurosystems neuro um, to, to actually do what, what, what this word says to do. So here we go. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 23. And, and uh, 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. So rejoice. Yep. Pray. Pray. Without ceasing. In everything give thanks. <laughs> In everything. Not the good thing. Everything. Man, we've, that, how many times has that been Ooh. misquoted? And every, how many times have you heard him say, in every good thing, give thanks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's in everything. Everything. So you're saying in the good, bad, and the ugly? Oh. It says then, for oh. this is the will of God, <laughs> of Jesus Christ, concerning you. Concerning you. Mm. That means the reader. Yeah. The person Direct absorbing this. Quench not the spirit, despise mm. not prophesying, mm. um, abstain. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. And and those are key instructions, prescriptions that God's give us. And then he says, and then the very God of peace will sanctify you wholly. Mm. Not, a, not H-O-L-Y. W H O L L Y entirely. Yeah, sure, he will give you peace entirely. Mm. And I pray that your whole spirit and soul be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, anchoring down on verse eighteen and everything, giving thanks, and then verse sixteen, rejoicing evermore. So gratitude, we're wired. To exhibit so anxiety and gratitude, you've heard it say, can't exist at the same time. That cannot coexist. No. And actually, the the neurotransmitters that are in our brain that God designed actually designed it that way. That that when we are exhibiting true, not not just mouth service, lip service, true gratitude, we can't have anxiety at the same time. So you're telling me that there are benefits of gratitude. Many. Many benefits. You have a few that you'd like to share with us, some benefits of this gratitude that you speak of? Well, first of all, let's talk about what happens in our brain when when oh. when when that happens. So where does it happen in, in our brain? So when when gratitude's invoked, the, the and I'm gonna mess this word up too, it's the ventromedial prefrontal cortex <laughs> and the anterior uh, a cortex as well. That's it happens in a certain place in our brain that it fires neurons and begins to fire in our brain. So what happens when this when this so when we enter into a grateful state of mind, our brain releases dopamine and serotonin. God designed this. This isn't just some doctor coming up with this. God designed our brain that when we exhibit gratitude, it releases these dopamine and serotonin two crucial happiness or joy neurotransmitters. So there's MRIs that they've done on subjects that, that focused on gratitude and and it it's they 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 can actually see this happening. It it uh, it it, re, it actually causes 
the part of the brain that releases cortisol. So cortisol is a stress hormone, right? It actually attacks cortisol and causes cortisol to be depleted and, and to go basically back home into the neural where it belongs and, and, and stay, stay put. So it, it, it actually, you know, cortisol increases the stress hormone, increases the heart rate, increases blood pressure, causes obesity, causes all these other things to happen in our body. So, but when we focus on gratitude, all of the things that are attacking our own systems, our mind, our body, our heart, our blood pressure, our vital organs, that's what stress does. Stress attacks not just the mind, it attacks the body. The, vi- the vital organs of our body. So the side effects of, of um, and, w- and we're going to discuss some of these, but the side effects of, of gratitude are, are amazing for the vitality of our lives. You know, as you're talking about this, uh, you know, not too long ago we had the Focus Sermon Series, and we were talking about the mind in particularly. And, you know, we read in the Scripture, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Christ had a he had a mind and a heart of gratitude, mm. and he was very thankful. And many times in the scripture, we, we read of him being thankful. Uh, think back about Lazarus as he stood at the tomb of Lazarus. I've heard you say this many times, especially taking prayer requests at church. You know, as Jesus stood there and as he prayed, he thanked the Lord right off the bat before Lazarus ever came out of the grave. Yeah. He said, Lord, I thank you that you've heard, heard me. me. You've heard me. He was thankful right off the bat. He was thankful in the good. He was thankful in the bad when people were still railing on him right, right. there. You yep. know, man, don't he know he's dead? You know, <laughs> my yep. goodness. Look at him weeping. Truly, he loved him too. Yeah. But he didn't cry over that. He cried yeah. because of their unbelief, mm-hmm. you know. But yet he had a heart of thankfulness. Now, think about Satan today. What's one thing that the Satan that Satan loves to do? And that's attack the mind. Right. Because he knows that if he can get a foothold in your mind in any way, shape, or form, that he's going to, obviously, these things start happening. I mean, obviously, Satan knows a little bit about the makeup of what's going on inside of there. Yeah. He's like, man, if I can get a hold, if I can get a hold right. in their mind, I'm going to shift everything about them. Yeah. But then, it's amazing how something that sounds so simple as gratitude and and, and, and i guess that's the hardest point for me to grab hold of is you got all this turmoil that's going on in your mind but you're telling me that gratitude in itself just a, a heart of thankfulness and to shift my mindset from this gloom despairing agony and anxiety just to thankfulness to gratitude will shift everything about it and that it literally attacks what my mind was releasing to give me more anxiety it attacks it and puts it back in its place that's pretty impressive what we're not saying is that think positive thoughts no. What we are saying is that <laughs> biblically, because there, there's a there's a line of thinking out there that that positivity sure and is. rainbows and oh sunshine can that's, make the darkness go that's away. A joke. That's come on, that's, that's hogwash. <laughs> it's now, hogwash. But what we are saying is that according to the scripture and according to the way God designed our the makeup of our our, our neurotransmitters, absolutely gratitude, true gratitude, not cheap not fake, true gratefulness pointed towards the, our creator. 
towards the God of the universe, the God that created us, the God of the Bible. So it's the it's it's a it's a it's a mindset of gratitude, not just positive thoughts, right? Yeah, right. And and so as we think about that, as we move through that, yes, God designed that. And if you go to your Bible and read it from that point, from that perspective, you're going to see again and again and again how that those who accomplish great things through extremely hard times, difficult situations, always exhibited and practiced gratitude and honesty with God. They, they would, now, there's other things to bring into this story, but the focus on gratitude, you can go through the story. You can see Paul in the boat as a prisoner on the way, a storm on the water, Everything's going crazy. The ship's about to crash, and Paul is exhibiting gratitude in the moment. You can also see Paul in Philippi, in prison, in the inner in the inner courts at midnight. He begins to exhibit praise and gratitude towards God, and and it reminds me of of of, of just you know the the time that Jonah was in the well. Jonah is a bad example in many ways, but Jonah was a man that God chose. I mean, but but Jonah in the belly of the whale actually was positioned himself in a mindset. No doubt it was stressful. No doubt it was depressing. But it, a mindset of gratitude. So what we're saying is this, and and I'm, I'm going to go through some 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 medical. Things that, sure. that, that the side effects of exhibiting gratitude, now real, authentic gratitude, right? Yeah. Not just cheap, um, you know, uh, positive thoughts. Sure, <laughs> just so some actual practical stuff. This is what happens when you this practice is what gratitude. Happens. Yeah, dopamine's release, a blood vessel function, and and impacts your heart rate in a in, in, in a positive way. Serotonin is released, which allows you to sleep and actually have. Uh, have a strong digestive and intestine system. So gratitude blocks toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, and depression. No wonder they exhibited gratitude. Right. No wonder Paul was grateful. Yeah, exactly. Because imagine the thoughts going through Paul's mind, the yep. thorn in his side of the past that he had. Yep. It, it's it's a you and because of that, because of that, it is impossible to feel envious and grateful at the same time. Wow. Gratitude is, causes a decreased risk of depression, decreased anxiety. In, wait, get this one. Increases gray matter. In other words, it improves your ability to process information. Wow. If you're studying for a test and you're trying to think through a hard thing at work Be and it's thankful. really complicated, exhibit <laughs> gratitude. If you've got a day ahead of you and it's going to be a really, really hard, you've got to think a lot that day, this is going to help you think. It, increase, it literally physically increases gray matter in the mind. Here's what else it does. It, release, it, it releases locked in. Negative emotions lodged in the limbic system in the brain. Mm. So there's 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 negative emotions, negative thoughts. There's there's things lodged in our brain that are just dark, dark, evil thoughts that are in our brain. But gratitude re- releases those things and allows the it, it, it combats that. And then okay, it activates the. I'm going to say this wrong. The the hypothalamus, which improves metabolism. So you want to lose weight. Be thankful. <laughs> Be thankful. It boosts your immune system. You want to battle COVID-19 and flu? It literally boosts your immune system. It increases the antibodies in your blood. It lowers the inflammation in your body. 
And, and so it, it, it creates a higher levels of good cholesterol, HDL, lower levels of bad cholesterol, LDL, and a lower systolic and diastolic blood pressure. So it lowers your blood pressure. It lowers levels of creatinine, which basically is your kidneys, your kidneys' ability to filter waste from the bloodstream. So, it's gonna it's gonna improve your 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 kidney function. It's also gonna gonna decrease that between nine and thirteen percent your hemoglobin A one C, which is gonna help your diabetes or help you prevent diabetes. So, literally, God designed our body to practice gratitude and depression and stress and anxiety actually attack all of these functions in our body. But gratitude actually increases and helps us to live longer, healthier, happier, more whole and full lives. No wonder he said in first Thessalonians that I will make you the peace of God will make you whole. Yeah. As a person. No, no. One more thing here that, that, that this side effect and, um, I see you churning on it, man. I want to, but there's a recent study that 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 says this, and this this one this one transitions into Thanksgiving perfectly. It says that the study said that the gratitude activates a part of the human brain called the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, associated with what re- researchers describe as get this neural pure altruism. Which basically means gratitude. If if really it's really gratitude, it causes your brain to crave giving, selfless giving, and so 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 our bodies are designed to give from a position of gratitude, mm. not giving to feel good. Not giving because, guys, giving during the Christmas season, everybody's going to be going to soup kitchens. Everybody's going to be doing this thing. But I promise you, come January, they won't get one volunteer in a cold January, hardly, to, to help in the soup kitchen. But around Christmas, everybody wants to go to the soup kitchen and help because all of the good emotions, the warm fuzzies that everybody gets during the holiday season, it's actually for them and not for the folks they're serving many times, many times. Yeah. It, it releases, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy about ourselves. But, but, but gratitude puts us in a posture of giving, not for fuzzy feelings that we get, but truly selfless giving. So I love it. So benefits of gratitude, if you really wanted to break it down. Uh, psychological benefits, obviously. Social benefits, obviously. Physical benefits. I mean, these are some of the things you've thrown out there. Yeah. And then another big one is spiritual benefits as right, well. Right. Because you are more in tune with the Lord and you're more thankful for the things that the Lord's doing in your life and for what God's actually providing. And you're able to see past all that and you're able to see God. And it seems like it's a recipe for success instead of a recipe for disaster. Amen. My goodness. So gratitude will definitely improve your health in many different ways. It'll increase your optimism, your selflessness, your spirituality, your empathy, and your self-esteem, which leads to what? True happiness. A true happy state. Man, we weren't called to be lumps of just 
matter that are mad all the time. We were called to be a people that were happy and we're not happy because we're just running around happy. We know in whom we have believed and we know that God is able to do all things and that we do not need to be anxious for nothing, knowing that God has all things in control and we are thankful to him for what he has done. And that needs to run in and through of our hearts and our lives and our minds. And we truly need to have an attitude of gratitude. And if we're able to do this, it seems like it's going to help us more than it's ever going to hurt us. And man, I don't know about you, but I'm always, I would love to know things that are going to help me instead of things that are going to hurt me. Yeah. So better than your blood pressure pill. Yeah. Come have on. gratitude. Yep. Better than your, 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 what do you take for diabetes? The insulin. The insulin. Yeah. Have gratitude. Oh, wow. Better than your, your, your serotonin you're taking, whatever the thing, <laughs> the thing you're taking for sleep, you know, just so you can sleep at night, yeah. practice gratitude. And what you just said, Anthony, doesn't happen by nature. By nature, the human body is self-destructing because we have an Adamic nature. The nature of Adam self-destructs. And it, so we have to actually interrupt this cycle with with an attitude or a choosing gratitude. So the question I've got for you, Anthony, oh, no. is how how do I choose gratitude and exercise that because how often does stress come at you? Every day. Every day. So then how often do I need to choose to exercise gratitude? Every day. How do you do that? How do you do it? I think that you have to keep Christ at the forefront part of your life. I really do. I think that you have to I think you have to make decisions flat out that are gonna be so I think every day we stand at a crossroads. I feel this all the time. Right. And I think that there's always an opportunity where you can be thankful or you can just let it eat you alive. And I think that that's a decision that you have to make. But if you have Christ for you, you know, and you have him at the forefront of your heart and in your life and in your mind, you know, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Once again, we come back to that. Having, having, that, having that mindset and that focus upon God right. and then not worrying about all the cares of the earth because, my goodness, they can get a hold of you and they can drive you absolutely crazy. So I think one of the keys And there's many to be said, but one, I think one of the most important is that our focus has to be upon God continually. And I know that's not easy. I mean, you live in a real world and you're a human being. Yep. You're going to get beat up. Yep. It's going to come at you in every direction. Mm -hmm. But once again, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives inside the world. And I think that's something we have to hold on to because it's so easy. And, And let's be honest. Stress is something that does build over time, yep. but it's that it's that blindside right. effect that sometimes comes at you. One phone call can change everything. Yep. One situation can change everything, and it can be dumped on you in a moment of time. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it's hard. It's hard to break that cycle because it can catch you off guard, right. and it can throw a knockout blow and just knock you right in the head. Yep. And it hurts. It hurts. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes we stumble back. And we're like, oh, you, you kind of got that boxer dude, that boxer wooziness. You just got hit. You're like, oh, yep. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take this one. Mm-hmm. And then you then you anchor back down and you get a hold of your faith right. and you let that live and come back up through you. And then you're and then then you're able to say, Lord, not my will, your will be done. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for what you're going to do, because, Lord, I know I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. got to be you. 
How does some of the ones in the Bible? So you're, I mean, and yes, you're going to be knocked, dude. You're going to be hit, and you're going to be knocked down every day. It's an all-out assault on our mind, our spirit, our body, everything. Yeah. So, so to be intentional about that, and and you're right. It's it's you got to get your footing. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking back through the Psalms, right? I'm thinking back through some of the writers in 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 Psalms and how how they practiced amidst hardship, amidst uh, persecution, amidst uh, some of them even running for their lives. Yep. Practice gratitude. Yep. And and so I think um, you know I, my mind goes particularly to David and and I, I'm I'm reading David I'm reading Jeremiah and I'm noticing a, a trend something that they did both of those those individuals. Through Im- immense pressure, stress, fear, anxiety, depression, regret, the things that were just clouding their minds, especially David, and their response. David could have chosen to die in the cave. Yeah. Run away and just die in the swamp somewhere yeah. because he he failed. He was a terrible person at one point in time. He was a – he was – but he chose – to lament, to to talk to God and lament, share transparently, God, I really hate my situation right now. Yeah. And Jeremiah wrote the book, <laughs> Lamentations, you know, because this is, this is the thing. L- lament, but in the lament, you can read so many Psalms and read them. I challenge you to read those. You're going to see them lament in the first few verses, and then the lament starts fading away. And it fades into a per, into Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving into praise, and praise into action. It's interesting, as you were saying that. And one of the resources that we looked into had Daniel mentioned in there. And as I was sitting here and I was listening to you, Daniel's situation got worse before it ever got better. Oh yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. And I think that I think it's important to bring out as we sit here. Yep. So Daniel promoted the uh, second highest in the kingdom. Yep. All everybody else comes against him. They go to the king. They say, "Hey man, reenact this to where we only worship and bow to you, and we don't want nobody else doing that." And the king does it, and then Daniel is thankful, and he still goes and prays three times a day. Well, they get him. They turn him in. The king's like, "Man, I love Daniel, but I'm going to throw him in the lion's den." He said, "I really got no choice. It's all I got to do." So instead, now. This is this is reality, guys. You want to talk about practical use, practical use of this whole topic that we've talked about today. Sometimes things get worse before they get better. And let's be honest. So Daniel, here he was. He continued to be thankful. There was people talking about him, people setting up things behind his back, doing things out here in the opens, doing things in secret that was affecting him directly. Yet he still continued to seek God. He still sought the Lord. He still prayed. This is where we're at today. People are going to come against you. Things are going to come against you. But yet you still pray. You still trust in the Lord. Well, I would love to tell you the warm and fuzzy side of it that it all worked out, that, but that ain't the truth. Daniel was then taken. He was thrown into the lion's den. Mm-hmm. All right? He gets thrown in there with a bunch of hungry lions that were ready to eat him up alive. Did he go in? When they lowered him down, do you think when they lowered him down into that pit that he was screaming and yelling and saying, get me a no, 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 
as they walked away, do you think they would have heard screaming, yelling? That's what they wanted to hear. Right. And that's what the world wants to hear from the children of God. Right. They want to hear the screaming, the yelling, the panic. That's what they want to hear. Mm. But they didn't hear that. And the king, the next morning, the Bible says that he was excited and he ran to the pit. Yeah. And he had been up all night thinking about this, and he asked a really good question to Daniel. He said, Daniel, is thou thy God whom thou serve able to deliver thee from the lion's den? And, uh, you know, the world wanted to hear silence. Nope, he's ate up. Ain't nothing down there but a bunch of old bones. Mm. But he cried back out, O king, live forever. Mm. My God is still able. Mm. (laughs) So this is that heart of gratitude. Man, I'm in the lion's den. Man, I was worshiping you, Lord. They they railed on me over here. They were hitting on me over here. They talking about me behind my back over here. Lord, I had put my trust in you, but it just got worse before it ever got better. Now I was thrown into the lion's den. They want to see me suffer. They want to see me die. And, you know, I like what the three Hebrew children said. Even if we are not saved, yep. I will not bow down and worship right. your God because my God's still able and he's still God and he's still in control. Mm. Man, that ought to make you excited. Yep. That ought to make you joyous. That ought to make you thankful that your God God is still able. All these health benefits are added benefits. Those are added benefits to us. But the key in all this is a a happy and a thankful heart toward God. All these other things are added in the benefits to your health, the the benefits to your your, uh, social life, to your physical, to your psychological. Added benefits that all tie back in to a powerful God. Wow. So what you're saying is gratitude doesn't always change my circumstance. No. But it will change my stance. Isn't that amazing? It may not change the circumstance. Right. But it'll change my stance. Yes. And if we can adopt that in our lives, it's going to change some things. Mm. I love how we anchored down and grabbed hold of that. This is gold. This is gold. gold. So summing it up. So... You're going to be stressed by nature. You're going to be depressed by nature. You're going to have things come at you. You're going to have cortisol going crazy in your brain by nature. You have to interrupt that cycle. You have to interrupt that cycle with gratitude, intentional gratitude daily. I don't care if you got a journal. I don't care if you got to write it down on a wall somewhere. That's good. I don't care if you got to speak it out loud, have an accountability partner. You figure out the way it works for you. Exhibit gratitude. It's biblical. God designed our body, our brain. Our system, God designed our walk as Christians to exercise gratitude. And so just like Daniel, just like David, just like Jeremiah, just like Jesus, we can exhibit gratitude and watch what God does amidst our circumstance to change our stance in our circumstance. God is good. Until next time, guys, we love you and thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in to the Cultivate Network podcast. Until next time, keep cultivating.